When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll turn our attention to Kilmore on Saturday night, the first, the Ken Snowy Chapman Memorial Winter Championship. Yeah, look, um, and and it's good to see Kilmore honouring their greats. Really, it is. It's a night for for Kilmore to remember some of their uh, uh, great harness racing people. And and Kenny uh, Chapman uh, was absolutely uh, one of those. And it's good to see his name remembered. And it's a decent race, the first event at Kilmore. I... I've narrowed it down to two primary chances, but the market has as well. But I'm going for Rock and Roll Walla over I Think. I Think is a, a, a favourite, clear enough favourite, light erase, good record, still building up a good profile and will be very hard to beat. But I like the way Rock and Roll Walla is, A, is going. I mean, third, he's Charlie's Angel and beaten in a three-way photo finish. Went up significantly in class, I thought as well. He's only had the nine starts has won four of them, but is progressing really well and has measured up at his last couple in town, although one was a big step up, which was last time, and I think he showed that he's right up there. So the barrier draw is uh, uh, suitable for rock and roll. Wall of the two um, with uh, Greg Sugars uh, on, and I see it's in the, the training of uh, Craig Demler now. So two rock and roll Waller from uh, four, I think, they're the, the top two. Buster William, the nine, um, with the Herbertsons, uh, now the former Tasmanian. I think that his effort first up from a backline draw, it was a pretty solid performance. So the uh, the connections have, have left him over here, and he looks so highly suited. So that's the market order, oh, well, almost the market order. I've tipped second favourite, favourite, third favourite in the early markets. And then Classic Angelina is another one that's only lightly raced, but I think is progressing really well after a series of placings. Was well beaten, but was held up and then got into the clear and charged home behind that very smart son of Mac who's running tonight at Sam Melton. Uh, so it might be one at odds to include into your uh, exotics. But um, my tips are 2, 4, 9 and 12. Yeah, he's an interesting horse, uh, rock and roll waller. He's had some hock issues and had a had a bit of surgery in as a yearling and uh, given plenty of time, he's a big gross horse and uh, the Barnes family have uh, given him plenty of time to mature and obviously uh, they're connected with Craig Demler and have been for some time. So uh, Craig, just a bit of a change of environment and they both work, I think they both work, work full-time jobs and uh, Brent, uh, Bradley works nights and, and things are pretty uh, technical. It's a bit of hard, hard work to get them all worked, I think, sometimes the horses. So uh, he, he'll, he'll figure in this finish, I I think is a very nice horse and was a terrific second in uh, over the 1200 metres race two starts back that was behind Art Jester got taken on there and I don't think we've seen a horse in a 1200 metre race cop that much pressure and, and stick it out like it did had a little bit of a break from that it would have been a really tough run for the horse so obviously Aaron Dunn's given the horse a bit of a break it's a long trip from Horsham to Kilmore, though, so uh, enjoy the long trek, uh, Aaron. Uh, let's make tracks is one, Dan, at a bit of value. It was a, it was a terrific uh, fourth in a pegs-dominated race, two starts back at Melton. 
Uh, then had no real luck and worked pretty hard in, in, a, in a strong race at Maryborough that Joyful won. So if you forgive that last run, its actually form was building up towards a win. It's uh, run some nice races this campaign despite the figure form. It's a horse that uh, could figure it at big value. And uh, Buster William had Jamie Cockshut on the show yesterday, the, our Tasmanian expert, and he talked about how... Buster Williams, not just the sort of horse that leads and wins. He's won from seven back on the outside. He's won from five back on the outside. And he's a horse that uh, can come from behind. And he comes out of basically free-for-all grade in Tasmania. So uh, he will certainly be a chance. What we might do, Dan, we'll get our first breakaway and we'll come back and we'll bury our eyes and attention into races two and three at Kilmore. Welcome back, Toby McKinnon with you and Dan Malek. And we turn our attention to race two, the Bob Kane Memorial Winter Championship second heat. And Dan, I'll throw a bit of a question at you in these. When they're heats, do you think that changes some of the driving tactics? Do you think some horses, say, maybe drawn awkwardly or tough might be driven differently just to make the final? Uh, I suppose, oh, can do. I, I, I think the prize money is so good in, in, in mm. some races that, um, you know, you treat every race as a final. But um, in a race like this, the barrier draws could have a fair bit to do with it because they're random barrier draws. So, um, no, I think uh, you strike while the iron's hot if indeed the iron can get hot enough to strike. So, <laughs> yes. um, no, I wouldn't have thought so. so. It's an interesting race, this, and... We saw Heavenly Gypsy spear off the gate at Melton last time and get across, and I just wonder if Greg Sugars will adopt those Chris Alford tactics. Yeah, um, well, look, might might do that I, either way. I think it. Uh, I mean, there's a bit of speed because Holy Basil can get out pretty quickly as well. Mm. So Heavenly Gypsy did cross. Uh, whether or not uh, would be prepared to then take a trail because Holy Basil, and what did you say, can sustain uh, some pressure, gets out quickly enough and could challenge as well. So there's enough gate speed there. Um, Adola Geary uh, as well from one can push up. So the the, the battle uh, that could win the race might be in the first few hundred metres. Adola Geary's advantage is if one horse crosses, still ends up with a really good trail and he's going really well, um, Adola Geary. So I think he is the one to beat. But Heavenly Gypsy's racing particularly well. And as you said, can do it pretty much at both ends by using uh, gate speed early and then still having a kick at the finish. Uh, Holy Basil, um, he should be fit enough to do something now. I think there's an expectation that he should be able to to run a more forward race. And even what did you say, certainly hard fit now, but um, just often gets exposed, doing a bit of work, sitting without cover and you probably don't want him in that spot. He can box on well and run you a good race from that position, but will be vulnerable just the same. Um, they're four of the key chances as well, and they're all horses that can posse up in a forward position. So if that's what they do, it could be a race that's dominated up near the front. Uh, so Dorlegir is my um, top selection, which is number uh, one. On the back of some really good form, and rightly so. Three Heavenly Gypsy, four Holy Basil with a chance or an opportunity to improve, he needs to, and um, and five, what did you say? So one, three, four, and five, but they might settle leader, leaders back without cover, one, one. It's possible they could end up in those positions. Number two, codename Marcus, was massive at Kilmore, and Ash Markham 
I spoke to him afterwards, actually. He was beating himself up over the drive, and I said, well, he wanted to go to the chair, but uh, Glenn Ball was in the chair, and he thought, well, I don't think I'll get it if I go around to the chair, so I have to go back to last, and then he was trying to burst through and watching the replay. I actually watched the replay with him in the driver's room at Kilmore, and he just said, oh, I should have pulled that way, and I should have pulled that way, and I should have done this. He should have won that race, and... Possibly, yes, but it's easy in hindsight. And I think he did the right thing by the horse. He didn't have a gut buster. And he's a horse that's always shown lots of ability. And Ash is actually working for Greg Norman. And the horse is up at uh, the new facility that Greg Norman's got. So he's not coming from Charlton, which I think is of note too. So he's going terrific, codename Marcus. And I've got one of those stats, Dan, that I love to do. Night school's in the race. The race will start at 5.34 and sunset is 5.17, which gives night score a chance because, ironically, the six times it's won have all been night meetings, so it'll have the ability to school them. Uh, Jimmy James, Dan, of, off Dawa Geary's back would have to be a place chance, I would have thought. And yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I couldn't go any wider, but, yeah, I think Dawa Geary would be, what, the safest way to play in the race. I definitely agree with you on that fact. Yeah, probably no great value uh, for Dalagiri, but the the form line suggests that's the way it should be. Runner-up four of its last five starts uh, and then with a really good gate in a random barrier draw race where um, there's a bit of difference between rating points as well. So Dalagiri's, well, I think, um, not so much thrown in, but ideally placed an advantage because of that barrier draw. And codename Marcus... Conversely, I've got a lot of time for codename Marcus, but there's a big difference in in grade where he gets to. So at least Mm. he gets a good gate codename Marcus because I do get the feeling he will measure up uh, in time if he doesn't uh, uh, initially because there's some pretty smart horses there. And uh, I I touched on a Holly Basil. It's the right sort of race for Holly Basil to find some form. I think Dean Braun will be scratching his head if he can't. Yeah, we just, my notes, I just wrote, we're just waiting. Seven out of 12 record, Dean Braun. And we are, we're just waiting, I think, for Holy Basil to get back to potentially his best. He's obviously had a lot of issues, the horse, throughout the journey. Uh, Race three, the Don Logie Memorial Pace. Alana Logie, the granddaughter of Don Logie, uh, has a runner in this race. But the meeting's a lot more to her. She, of course, is related to Ken Snowy Chapman, related to Bob Knight, related to Vin Knight, and uh, trains the horses from the property that Popular Arm used to swim in the dam of. When you put it in those terms, it'd be a special win for Lady Lani. So I don't know if she can win, Dan. I was at Warrigal and Dream Maze was outstanding. I remember a horse called Captain Belisario winning there and it just ran the whole way, Captain Belisario. The last mile was 29.8, 29.2, 28.1, 28.2. to win uh, the Vic Bread four-year-old final, or was it the Breeders' Crown? It was one of those anyway, and I haven't seen a horse do that at Warrigal until Dream May sat parked and went 29 one 29-3, 28-29-5. It only about a second slower that last mile than what uh, Captain Belisario did. It's as good a run as I've seen at Warrigal since Captain Belisario, who was the best run I've ever seen at Warrigal. So on the basis of that, I think she will be incredibly hard to beat. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I was actually a little surprised that she came up 260. I thought she'd probably come up a little bit shorter than that. Um, I had red down. Yeah, yeah. And and look, who's to say it won't happen either? She's only had the five starts and she's won four of them. 
And um, this is the sort of race where, look, it's a much stronger race. There's no doubt that that is the case. She goes up in grey, but it was the way that she won and gives you the impression of where she's perhaps going to get to. And therefore, this looks a decent race. But um, there's a lot of horses with experience here. And that, that might be tempering what price you're getting at the moment uh, for, for Dream Maze. But as you say, it, it was very impressive here. Um, the two is uh, Forgot the Wallet. It's first up from from a bit of a break, uh, a horse that can be suited by a, a decent draw. Um, one of a number of chances, I would have thought. Uh, I'm not leaving out Lady Lani. I, I think she's got claims from, from that inside gate. Uh, Diamond Shoes is a horse with plenty of ability. Uh, Heavenly Brigade, even from that bad gate, is another horse I respect. And Twisted Bliss has uh, found form. Uh, it's won 10 races, Twisted Bliss, so there's more than capable. last two wins have been at Mildura. Make cases for a lot of them. Mike Corona, yeah. Ruby Wingate even. Look, Ruby Wingate's yeah. a horse that's only won seven races that um, won well enough last start and comes into it. Mike Corona always looked like she was going to be top shelf and she hasn't quite got to that level for various reasons. But look, there's a few horses that I can round up as being chances or in the mix, but I had no hesitation in tipping Dream Maze the five. From numbers nine, uh, Ruby Wingate, two forgot the wallet, and three holy stars is the other one I didn't mention in the lead up there, but it's it's got an obvious chance as well. So there's plenty of horses that you could throw in outside of Dream Maze, but my tips are five, nine, two, and three. Yeah, uh, holy stars could be one of those. She was really good after getting taken on at Kilmore. Just not sure where she maps in this race. And if you think uh, forgot the wallets a chance, she ran second in the Mother of Pearl, uh, and third on that occasion was Nova Baxter. Uh, she ran the other time they met. She ran seventh, forgot the wild in a Granny Smith heat, and Nova Baxter ran ninth. And uh, talking to Jamie Cockshut, he he didn't think there was much between forgot the wild and Nova Baxter. And I'm convinced that after having lunch with uh, Jamie Cockshut, forgot the wild is actually named after him. But uh, I'll get to the bottom of that one day. And Ruby Wingate Dan had some mouth issues. Some uh, I can't remember exactly what he told me. Adam Stevens, it was. It was something around ulcers or something in her mouth, and she just she just took a long time to recover from having that that issue. And uh, she's back to her best now, and she's the sort of mare that, believe it or not, I could imagine running a fifth in a hundred thousand uh, dollar Queen of the Pacific, if you know what I mean. I think at her yeah. best, she's got that ability. My Corona, yep, she looked like going to be a really good horse. My query with her is her five wins, uh, she's been in front, and I can't see her getting to the front, but there's just an inkling, isn't there, that she is a nice horse, and you totally forgive Diamond Shoes for her last run, and then her form looks really good as well. So it'll be a really good race, the Don Logie Memorial Pace, and uh, there will not be a dry eye in the place uh, for all those connected to Alana Logie if she happens to win the race. Named after her grandfather, she she did her Deb dance with her grandfather. You get to choose a special person, and, and he was the man that uh, she did her Deb dance with. So can you imagine, Dan, how, how much it would mean to her to win a race like the Don Logie Memorial on Saturday night? It would be something very special, and I just wonder if there will be a little push from above at the top of the home straight for Lady Lani. Yeah, I dare say there's a good chance that'll be the case. And while Lady Lani's returning off uh, a little bit of a break, she has mixed it against some pretty handy mares.